This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hey there, cat lovers. Welcome to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat. I'm your host, Dr. Katherine Prim, and I'm a small animal veterinarian and cat lover that goes way back. Today is a little bit of a departure for me because I have super interesting guests. They are cat-loving comedians and entrepreneurs. So does that pique your interest? I have Brian Vermeer and Christina Hughes, and we're going to talk to them about how they got to be cat-loving comedians and entrepreneurs and all of their funny stories on the way. So we'll be right back. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat on Pet Life Radio. As I said in my tease, I do have Brian and Christina here, and we're going to find out a little bit about their journey, their love of cats, and their love of laughter, and their entrepreneurial endeavors. Welcome, Brian and Christina. Hi. (laughs) This is exciting for us. It is exciting (laughs) for me, too, because I've never had a cat-loving comedian before. (laughs) Well, well, now you can scratch this off the bucket list because we are here now ready to just fulfill all of those dreams of having comedians <laughs> talk about cats. <laughs> okay, so let's just sort of start with, I don't know, you can start wherever you want. Tell me your stories. Well, I, I'm Christina Hughes and I've grown up with cats my whole life. My parents lived in like a teeny tiny one bedroom apartment when they met in college and we had cats then. I've had cats my whole life. The only time I didn't have cats was when I first moved to LA right before I met Brian. And then I met Brian and I said, I got to get this guy to know a little bit more about cats because he knew nothing about cats. I have (laughs) my knowledge of cats was zero. And I was raised as a dog person. This is the point. This is the point where maybe some of your listeners might want to turn down the sound because I... (laughs) had zero interest in cats. I did not know anything about cats. I had this wonderful sheepdog growing up. And then Christina comes along and my whole life changes. Well, in part because I met Christina, but because (laughs) the world of cats blossomed in front of me and my world changed. And now this is where the everyone could turn up the speakers now (laughs) because now we're in a safe zone. Okay. I did not understand the cat But now once you do get the cat and you understand the way of the cat, literally, it's addictive. Cats (laughs) are an addictive creature. 
And I just can't put my finger on why, but there's a million reasons why. I guess. We'll say cats are like tattoos, right? Yes. You, you yeah. can't just have one, yeah. although we don't have any tattoos. But. <laughs> right. Well, cats so you know what? We do use the D word, you know, the dog word here oh. on this show because I treat dogs too. But but I agree. I think uh, I say all the time, if you go to someone's house and the cat loves you, you feel like you've really done something. <laughs> right. It, it's like the barometer, right? Kind of, it, you, you can see uh, where you stand with cats just by the way that they interact with you. Right, right. right. So, and when we lived in the Miracle Mile, we would walk to our post office. The Miracle Mile is in Los Angeles, you know, amongst the hustle and bustle is this cute little neighborhood. And we would walk to the mail to our P.O. box and these two cats would come out and Brian would interact with them. And we were, I was like, wow, maybe he is a keeper after all. I mean, these two cats really do like him. They're rolling on the sidewalk with their belly in the air. And then lo and behold, one of those cats started coming to the back door of our apartment and Brian started to talk to her and feed her. And then we found out she was in a bad situation and then she became our cat. <laughs> so. so Brian, it sounds like you owe a lot to cats. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's crazy because in this neighborhood that we were living in at the time, yeah. you just walk the neighborhood and there are cats like that just are Get dumped, out, unfortunately, they're out and about. But there was this beautiful British short hair cat. Gorgeous. Just amazing. Amazing. We would see the cat on our way to Trader Joe's. Yes. We would walk up to Trader Joe's. The cat's name was Jackson. And a year <laughs> later, Christine and I find out that we're about to have a baby boy. And I remember clearly going, what are we going to name? What is, what's a great name? And I'm like, that British short hair cat was so cool. Jackson. And that's such a great name. And that, so our son is actually named after a cat. I love it. I love <laughs> it. So, okay. So, so what do you think your favorite thing about cats, just overall cats or individual cats? What do you think your favorite thing about them is? I appreciate their ability to be on their own you know, where they don't need constant attention as a dog needs, right? Because if you don't interact with your dog every second of the day, the dog goes bazonkers, right? But cats kind of are like, yeah, I don't want to deal with you right now. <laughs> and they just <laughs> go, go take a nap. They just walk away and they're doing their own thing, you know, and I'm doing my thing. And then when we meet again, it's like kismet, you know, a cat's independence, I think is such a cool thing. You know, for me, for yeah. me, it's the comedy of the cats. Like right now we are fostering two kittens and we have four adult cats in the house and we have a little kitten whose growth is stunted because she had an allergic reaction to anesthesia or something like that. That's what I'm getting from the vets. And earlier today, about maybe 20 minutes ago, she was on the edge of the bathtub and she's ready to charge one of our older cats on the floor. And the cat's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And she goes back and then she pounces and she's waiting for a reaction. And the bigger cat's just like, yeah, you're not going to get me. I'm not going to get it. And the little kitten thinks that she's like this big, huge cat. And I just find that so hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's kind of like that. They say it's not the size of the dog in the fight, but the fight in the dog. And I think cats like embody that. So I agree with you. <laughs> the downside to cats, you know, how's this for a segue? 
Um, the downside for cats is that they need their, when they're indoor cats, they need their vertical space and they need their toys and all of that. And they want to jump and climb. They, they want to <laughs> jump and climb. And you don't want to have your couch suffer a brutal climb, right? And this is where the whole cat tree thing got really annoying because they served a great purpose, but they're so ugly. <laughs> And, and they're awful, right? Right, right. In our apartment, my hairdresser gave us a cat tree and we were like, oh, thanks. It's like this powder blue carpeted thing, you know, and it wasn't that big, but it was big enough. And we had a feral cat, a feral rescue named Frosty. He just passed away in January. And Frosty would get in the bottom of that cat tree and he would hide in it because there was a box there and there was just like a little circle. So if we had to get him out for the vet, we'd have to like pick up the cat tree and like try to shake it out because he just was not coming out. But then if a cat would get sick or there was just a ton of fur on the cat tree, I'd go, Brian, bring it outside and rinse it off. And he'd rinse it off in the back of our apartment building. And then after it dried, he'd bring it in and I'd go, what happened? It smells like eggs or something. It's just this like stinky, disgusting (laughs) monstrosity. I think it's the the formaldehyde in the the particle board. It's terrible. It's awful. Anyway. Well, and cats aren't going to like that. No, besides you not liking it, I mean, it's really all about the cat, right? So I do have, um, I have had guests on the show to talk about how ugly cat trees are and how important it is that the environment suit the cat and the people. And it sounds like you guys kind of found some inspiration along those lines. Can you talk a little bit about your journey to, to achieve where you are now? Yeah. So having gone through the whole cat tree thing, which takes up a large footprint in your house or home. And it was always there, but you never wanted to look at it, you know, and you'd have company over and you just kind of push it to the side. And it's just, it didn't fit the aesthetic of how we like to live and how we like to have our place decorated. And, you know, we were living in our apartment and it was always just an eyesore. And we were always trying to figure out if there's, you know, there's got to be some other way to have a cat have their vertical space, but have it not be ugly and have it be something beautiful and have it and have it be something that that the cats love to be in. Right. Not something that you just, you know, buy and then they never sit in it because I was afraid I've seen like really cool catwalks, you know, that people create for their cats. And Brian's like, well, we can't really go and make a million holes in our walls, you know, our apartment, you know, 20 holes to put all these walking catacomb things in. And then the cat hates it. So we were like, what, you know, what could we do? And then when we bought our house, we were like, we have to do something. We're not bringing that cat tree with us. You know, beyond cat trees, we also bought this cat exercise. Can I say a wheel? Cat wheel. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Okay. A wheel. (laughs) And you talk about a large footprint, this thing, like, I feel like I should be getting on it, you know? (laughs) Um, And and we got this thing, we invested in it and we keep trying to get our cats in it. We tried to get the foster kittens in it. We're like big cats, small cats, little cats, young cats. Nobody wants to go on this cat wheel. So, (laughs) so we just, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, no cat wants to get on this thing. And it's just like, oh, I think we're tired of spending money, losing floor space and all of the rest. And then when we moved to our house that we got, we were hanging artwork in our house on the walls and we were looking at our cats. And I was like, you know, Christina, 
we started talking about like, it would be cool to get pictures of our cat up on the wall, our cats, pardon me. And so we're, we were talking about cats and art and the wall. And then all of a sudden things just started firing in our heads. We were like, wait a second, we should do something about this because I think this would be really cool. Not only would it be beautiful on the wall, but it would be something to present our cat in an interesting way. Well, and, and so, the first the first time was we had we were like, we'll put some shelves in. But then we got the idea for the frame. And then we had a talk with Brian's dad and he was like, oh, you could put art in the back of it. And we were like, wait, what is he talking about? And then we were like, oh, now we the progression was. A shelf would a be shelf, interesting. A shelf. Maybe we now we have room for shelves. Maybe we could put shelves in, maybe and we then put we, a frame. Then we how about a frame with the shelves, and then the, sliding the art in the background. So for the people who are listening, because this is this <laughs> like, is what this is not in the box. This is not visual. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're probably getting ahead of ourselves. But think of a cat shelf. Two of them. An upper and a lower. A ceiling and a floor. If you want to think of that, they're they're kind of separated by two feet from each other. And they're directly above, right, one another. And then a frame, an actual art frame that is that real the, framers use the same material, not real something from use. IKEA that's going to fall apart. No, <laughs> something that's really sturdy is attached to these shelves. And then there is art, a panel, an artwork backdrop panel that slides in and out, so you can keep changing the art as you wish within seconds. And the cat jumps up into the lower shelf of the frame and the cat <laughs> sits and looks out at you and you look at your cat and the cat is in the artwork it looks like it's like living art it's beautiful. and they, the cats lounge on the shelf they clean themselves they hang in and out of the frame you know they they judge you perched <laughs> on the shelf <laughs> So what you're saying is that your cats can take their place in art that they have always known that they deserved. I like that. Yes, they, <laughs> they, 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 are, they are pieces of art themselves in nature. And now they're displayed that way properly. I think the, the coolest thing for us to discover, because when we created the first, what would you say? The alpha? The alpha version. <laughs> the alpha version. In the garage. Yeah, we had, we hung it up in the garage and we brought our cat, one of our cats out to the garage and we put the cat in it. And we didn't know how it was going to look. And the first version we had- Was way too small. It was too small <laughs> so and it tiny. looked like, and it was square. So it looked like a window. So that didn't really kind of work out too well. Then after iteration, after iteration and, and working with my, um, my father, who's He's an, an engineer, engineer, a brilliant, brilliant man. We kept testing and weight testing and doing all sorts of- uh, Researching the weights of cats and the lengths of most cats. <laughs> and, the, and the torque and how much, you know, could the shelf handle with the cat jumping on it. And so we finally then had our, our beta version and we then hung that in our house and immediately all of the cats started climbing up and jumping in it and yeah. then sitting in it for extended periods of time, looking out at you because they feel safe. We did, this was a, a happy discovery for us was that the frame itself, the system, it becomes a magnet for cats because they feel like they're enclosed in a box, in a box right? but it's open on all sides. So that the frame, they feel like they're kind of in a container when they're actually not. 
And so they love to be in it. And it's really neat when we have guests come into our house. They're like, what's this? They see a cat <laughs> in the frame and they're like, they trip out. They're like, wait a second. Because we forget to tell them, oh yeah, that's, that's something we're working on. And your brain really kind of gets tricked and tripped out because you look directly at it. You kind of feel like, whoa, wait, the cat's moving. Wait, the art's moving. This is so we weird and cool. <laughs> It's a fun optical illusion. It, it is a great optical illusion. We then expanded to four beta testers across the country yep. in different regions. With different kinds of cats, a person who trains cats, a, a gothic couple who have many, many cats in Salem, Massachusetts, a woman who had like a, a Victorian home in Virginia, and a violinist, and a violinist <laughs> in Chicago, in the Chicago area who has like a bangle, oh, Indiana, yeah. um, a bangle and a Maine Coon. So everybody had, they lived in different places. They had very different design aesthetics in their homes and they had very different cats. And the reaction from all four of them was exactly our same experience was, holy cow, you didn't even have to teach the cat to get in it. They just naturally jump right in. And everyone just was so pleased with just how quickly the cats took to it and how the cats don't want to get out of it. <laughs> it was like a year, about a year and a half ago, yeah. and they're still using it, just like our cats three years later are still using using them. So it's super cool. And it's it's funny to see these little vignette videos they'll send us of like the two cats uh, in the frame and a cat on a shelf trying to get into the frame. And mm -hmm. there's like a little soap opera going on. So people are laughing. There's high comedy with our frame your feline product because people are like, oh my gosh, which cat's going to win? Or are they going to cuddle together? <laughs> so I love it. And the reason I want to talk to you about it is because it offers vertical spaces, which is something we know cats need for their well-being, but it also is aesthetically pleasing. So, and I mean, maybe people need lots of them. I don't know. So I'm <laughs> going to take a quick break and come back and we can tell our listeners how to find you and all of the specifics about this really fun idea. So we'll be right back. Molly, here's your dinner. <laughs> Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> Welcome back to Nine Lives with Dr. Cat on Pet Life Radio. So Brian and Christina and I have been talking about a cool idea of Frame Your Feline, which allows your cat to be a part of the artwork in your home, but also to experience some of the mental benefit that cats get from being able to climb and, and get vertical spaces. So, okay. So does Brian want to answer or does Christina want to answer? How do my listeners find you? Um, well, first, our website is frame your 
feline.com. That's the easiest way. Frameyourfeline.com. And we're on social media, right? We are. So- we're on the easiest place to find us is on Instagram. And we are at frame your feline on Instagram. We're expanding on all the others like TikTok and Facebook and Twitter, <laughs> but really the heartbeat of our social media is on Instagram and then um, going through our website. A cool thing too is we're always on the lookout for artists as mm-hmm. well. We have a, a great growing artist community who are photographers, photographers and painters and Digital. graphic artists and creating backdrops for cats <laughs> for these for the frames, which is kind of neat. And uh, we then put them on the website and people are able to get cool looking backdrops for their frame. And what's really neat too about our product is that the frames are interchangeable as well. That's right. So you could hang it up with a gallery gold frame. Mm-hmm. And two minutes later, you could change out that frame and you could put in our contemporary silver frame, which completely changes the look of your space. And so it's really easy to switch out the frames, to switch out the artwork. So you never get bored. The cat never gets bored. And so there's, you know, a very cool, that's- Yeah, we're, yeah, cool we're growing our creative list. So it is fun. Um, we have one person who, Michael Powell, he's a photographer and he's traveled all around the world. And we were able to take some of his paintings and then digitally manipulate them. So again, it's really all about your aesthetic, not just, you know, the cat, but it's do you like photography? Do you like a painting that's more of a still life? Do you like something that looks like a Monet or a Van Gogh? Or do you like something more modern? Or we even have a whole um, line of flags. So we have like the pride flag and we have American flags and firefighter uh, blue line flag. So it's it's kind of cool. Like you can get very spirited with the artwork panels. And we find that people are taking pictures of their cats in the frame with the artwork that you know, kind of makes them um, go on a vacation. <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying. Like, Uh-oh. I think it's kind of neat because people love to show their cat off, but with different uh, messages, maybe behind the yeah. cat and, and things like that. So um, it's kind of neat to see how people, people are, are creating their own. Yeah, yeah, making it theirs. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so one more quick thing that I feel like I'm obligated to ask as a veterinarian. Is there a way to make sure that it is secure? Do you have instructions or yes. um, oh. mounting? How do you make that safe? Oh so my glad gosh. you asked. Yes. Oh my gosh. Thank you. That's a great question. Oh my gosh. We spent so much time in development of, of this in safety and also making it super easy to install. Like we wanted this to be so bulletproof. I'm so excited talking about this because we took such care in in developing. When you get our product included is this poster board that has a level already attached to it. And you basically just tape it to your wall where you want to hang it. We require there to be studs every 16 inches. So that is a requirement. So you want to make sure you have 16 inch studs. And we actually have instructional videos on that how to find the show studs. you how to find the studs and right. how to set this up too. Right. And so you you hang it on the wall and and the then poster. and the poster board. And then now it shows you on the poster board. It says, okay, put a little pilot hole here, 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 and here. Four Which are like holes. these little like thumbtack holes in your wall. Right. To act as a guide. Yeah, to act as a guide. You never know what a pilot hole is. Yeah, okay. <laughs> And then you 
then you just simply take the poster board off the wall. And then now you have your little, you got the four holes for the upper shelf and then for the lower shelf. And then you just, you know, just take the little the, uh, hand drill, the hand drill, and you just drill in for the holes. And then you just, so on our, put it in. on our YouTube channel, which mm -hmm. is Frame Your Feline, yep. we have a series of instructional videos. And as people are purchasing, if they have any other questions, we're making videos to accommodate them to show everybody. Because if one person has a question about it, everybody has a question about it, probably. But I was the installer in the videos and I have had zero experience prior to Frame Your Feline with a drill. So I lived in the world of Allen wrenches with all that furniture you put together from Ikea. So mm -hmm. because we're comedians, we didn't want to make a real boring installation video series. So it's very spirited. Yeah. <laughs> and the instructions that are included with the Frame Your Feline system are fun and they're not boring and they are easy. And that was also one of the things that was really important for us when we had our beta testers they didn't even have the videos that we have. They just had to go off of the actual written instructions. And the comments from all of them were, I hate reading instructions. These are awesome. These are fun. They put little and, cartoons inside of and them. And each one of them said, you know, at first I was kind of like, not sure, but going through the instructions, it was super easy. And I was like, yeah. And I think the, the poster board that you get with the level that's already attached on the poster board just makes it so easy that anybody can do it. It's super. super. So are you saying that you showed your personality in the instructions? <laughs> there you are. <laughs> yeah. Okay, guys. Well, we're about out of time. So I wanted to be sure that all of our listeners, especially those of you out there who are artists, be sure to look them up on frameyourfeline.com and, and apparently on Instagram, which I didn't know. So I'm going to follow them there. But I really appreciate your time. Thanks for having such a cool idea. No, thank, thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, everyone. We always thank our amazing producer, Mark Winter, and my extremely meowvulous listeners. I want you all to go out and have a perfect day. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLightRadio.com.